Why Leah is a J? So、uh, my mom took her two sisters' names, Lisa and Jane. L I. Spelling error. J A. And just put her two sisters' names together. Uh huh. And、um, yeah. Created Leah from that. I thought it might have one of those, you know, pronunciation, historical lineage type of reasoning around it. No, because I had people saying Elijah, and I was like,、no. I thought also it was Elijah before, and then that's how when、I'm、you're trying to call me and you leave me voice notes, I'm like, oh, so it's Leah. Leah. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I mean, I, I'll probably answer to Elijah anyway, so it's、oh, okay. okay. It's yeah. okay. Yeah, it's just important for me to try to pronounce people. Names accurately for the sake of you know respecting their identity because、no. very much more within the cultural background that I'm from,、um, a name has a meaning.、Mm. A name is an identity, right?、Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, we've sort of you know taken some of the colonial names like Tony and whatever.、Um, but if I'm to use sort of my indigenous name Tabiso, which means basically、uh, happiness, one who brings happiness.、Mm. So you can see that in you know with our indigenous names we've got like certain meaning and people would you、mm. would ask me what does Tony mean I'm like I don't know what Tony means <laughs> <laughs> I don't know so born in Australia born in Australia yes right、yep. right oh that's great yeah and Mr Winston it's good to have a chat with you <laughs> likewise bro. yeah yeah so where where did you live in 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 Africa because I know I remember at some point you.、Yeah, Alluded about knowing something about Johannesburg in South Africa. Yeah, that was、um, where we met the first time, really, isn't it?、Um, yeah. So, my parents are originally from Uganda.、Mm-hmm. Uh, I was born in Kenya, but then I spent、um, like a big part of my life in in South Africa. Yeah,、right. specifically Pretoria.、Right. But yeah, you know, we move around. So, so who, who do you say I identify as if one is to ask you? I probably identify just as an African, you know. Right. Like probably a human being is cool too, you know. But, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I'd say <clears throat> most of my influences have been from people from Uganda, so right. Probably closer to that, you know what、right. I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And when do you move to Australia? So I moved to Australia about I think it was like December. Twenty twenty no, two thousand and two. Right. Yeah. Oh, it's been a while. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a while now. Yeah. Right. I was curious about that and the kind of business that you do now.、Mm. You are a hairdresser. You're doing dreadlocks in particular. When did you start and and why dreadlocks? No, you're a hairdresser. Hairdresser. <laughs> Is he a hairdresser? <laughs> what do you call yourself? Are you a hairdresser? I don't know what what what, what do we say? Like, Loctician. 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 Yeah, but is it is it wrong to say a hairdresser to him or hairdressing has to do mainly with? No, you see, it's only the, the the weird thing is like we I don't even even know if we consider ourselves like professionals. <laughs> <laughs> but what do you mean? What does it take for one to be a professional? I mean, you've been doing this for quite a long time, and you're running your business. It seems to be doing great. So, what does professional? Mean that's a good question. Like、mm. uh, that, I, I guess those things don't cross our minds. We just kind of do what we do.、Um, it's kind of like I don't know if we had the ambition to ever do this, but、mm. what do you think? Well, it's like we haven't. I mean, I've probably been under the tutelage, tutelage of you, but it's not like we haven't went to school or to like、um, 
to learn. Yeah, you were because self-taught. Tony, yeah, basically so, self-taught, you know. So mm-hmm. I've always just done my since two thousand two. So you I've taught yourself in 2002? I've been doing my hair since 2002. Right, mm. right. Mm. And so you started by, you, so you learned by doing your own hair? Yeah. Obviously, with the move from Pretoria to Australia. Yeah, because when I moved from Pretoria to Australia, like, I, I didn't know anyone who could do my hair. So <laughs> I had to. <laughs> you, should, you should tell everyone, um, or tell Tony how you started your first set of locks. That's just embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's good to hear. You come from somewhere. The humble, the humble beginnings. How did you start? <laughs> no, this is good. So, I mean, right now, the, um, we obviously do dreadlocks, but we use like a crochet needle to do it. So it's the crochet style right now. Um, but I didn't know about that when I first started my locks. Okay. Was it around back then? Like, were people using the crochet? I'm sure, way back but then? I just didn't 20? know. Okay. You know, so you know, I think in South Africa they call it a vaslap, which is like a washcloth. Ah, uh, a washcloth. Right. Yeah, yeah. And then you just rub your hair, and then the coils start. Mm. But then I was like, I don't know how to make this stick. Okay. So I, I literally use like Coca Cola. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. And I thought it's not good. And the sh- exactly, and then the sugar would lock yeah, it up. Yeah. And it did. Mm. It really did. And then I remember like I think it was my mom, she's like, When are you gonna wash your hair? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, Ma, be patient. Right, right. So I don't know, it was weird. It was probably like a month or two I didn't wash my hair. Wow. And then one day I was like, I gotta wash my hair. And um, I did, and then they didn't come out, and I was like, okay, oh. cool. So yeah. did you go back to use another bottle of Coke again? <laughs> <laughs> Sprite. <stuff. laughs> nah, I was good. Don't ask that. Twisting up for that. <laughs> you never use Coke on any of your clients, Nah, right? nah. It's just a straight crochet needle yeah. these days. Right. <laughs> so when do you move to, to crochet? Um, I think it might have been... What was that? Like twenty, like two thousand and twelve, maybe. Right. Two thousand and twelve, two thousand and thirteen. I think. Yeah, I had a friend of mine who was like, mm. "Hey, you gotta try this, try this." And it's, right. I'm like, but it just seemed weird to use a crochet needle because I'm like, it's a needle, like. Mm. Um, and you can then stab I, yourself. Exactly, you know. And then I think I got, I was playing football at the time, but I got injured. I got injured, and I was out for like probably like three or four months. And so in the evenings, I'd rather, I'd, not rather, I would I would be going to training, but at the time I'm injured, I can't do anything. So I was like, let me just try this needle he's just left with me because it's nothing really to do. So that's 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 the short version. So I started using them when I got injured, but, and I got the hang of it, and I think, yeah. So when does the business start, and when does when when do you come on in, uh, Leah, on the business? Um... So the business was, we called it a COVID, a COVID baby business because okay. it kind of came out of that. Um, I think Winston, people seeing his locks, they'd ask him, who does, who does your hair? And he's like, I do my hair. And so then they were like, can you do my hair? So it was kind of just started really small and simple, just doing people's hair we knew. Um, but then out of kind of COVID where people didn't have... Um, the chance to go to like hair salons 
a lot more people started locking up <laughs> and it kind of just naturally took off. Would I be right? Partly right. I mean, <laughs> we were... <laughs> extend, extend, extend. So, yeah, like you're saying, like, it, it came out, like, maybe pre-COVID, really. Yeah, because, 2019? Yeah, I'd actually gone back to Africa to uh -huh. visit my family, and um, people were, like, asking me about my hair as well over there, mm. you know, and then they were like, who does it? I was like, I do it, and then I, I remember doing someone's hair over there, and they were like, wow, you should start this as a business, because mm. you're, like, not too bad. So I came back, and then, yeah, we thought, why not? You know, mm. and um, yeah, I think. Yeah, and I, so for me, when I came in, it was slow and very steady. It took me a long time to get used to the long hours and um, the needle. There was a lot of jabs and stabs and that kind of thing, but. It's risky, um, Yeah, so yeah. I think three years on, I've definitely got a little bit better, I'd say at just sort of managing the, the, I guess, the task that's, that you're doing and just sort of getting, getting a hold of the skill. She's all right these days. Um, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Did you really so, just yeah. say all right, not right, like <laughs> she's good? Because I saw her doing a friend and I was like, this is really impressive. No, Tony, we have to stay humble, you know. Yeah. <laughs> now, nah, if you're good, yeah. you're good. No, so I come in and just, um, I, I just did, you started with just, doing one or two here and there, helping out, watching. And it was really just more observing and watching. And um, Because, it, yeah, Winston hasn't taught anybody before. Mm -hmm. So no, you were the first I, student? First yeah, apprentice? Was it I first so. apprentice? Yeah. No, because I'm not good at that stuff. Like, yeah. No, okay, wait. So before I was doing this, I was coaching football. I was um, a Jets Academy youth coach. So I was kind of youth, used to um, kind of like teaching. But... Teaching how to crochet is a whole, it's a whole different style. I don't know. It's, it's hard because it's a feeling. It's a feeling, you know. Yeah. You have to feel like this is something nice. This mm -hmm. is something yeah. you like, good quality. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. it's not like you're teaching us. It's a service and a product at the same time, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So I'm just used to like teaching service, like I just do service. Mm. But then this is like a service and, and a product. product. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And then I think the the most challenging thing is is getting you to the level where we are on the same level. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. So it's, it, it 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 was like you. So Tony, like honestly, like <laughs> okay, okay, okay. There'd be okay. moments where I'm like, are you happy with it? <laughs> <laughs> and she'd be like yeah it's pretty good and I'm like okay mm. cool <laughs> but no do it again yeah. you know what I mean For real yeah because yeah it'd be like um, we'd, we'd be working on a client's head and Winston would be locking and he's jet fast and I'd be on one for like his ten and then he'd feel it and it wasn't quite the same even as uh -huh. his that's how I first started and we'd, he'd just be like feel mine and then feel yours mm. it's not like you need to do more of this, 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 this. It's just like feel it, right. get it to that point. Yeah. Like you work out how to get it to that point. So I that's think, definitely where I start. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe my method was more like, you know, self-directed study. Yeah. You know, yeah. 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 You figure it out. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm a little 
I don't know if I should say concerned, but maybe it's not my space to be concerned because when I asked you, you spoke about professionalism. We're not professionals. But maybe if I can ask first, when you used Coke and now that you use crochets, is there, is there, is there, is there a difference? Is there a difference? Hey, Tony, like, you've got disclaimer, man. Huh? <laughs> when is there you used Coke. In terms of, uh, <laughs> wow. That came out oh, of yeah, well, Oh, we need to be very, very clear. What kind of Coke? Not what powder. Coca-Cola. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So, um, My mom might hear this. <laughs> <laughs> Um, is there a difference in terms of the strength when you use Coca-Cola and when you use a crochet? Yeah, I don't know. I think, um, yeah, I think definitely when you use a crochet needle, I think, um, yeah, because it's, it's books. It's literally the same thing. Like, you verify it. I mean, it's like when you're using Coca-Cola or some sticky substance, it's kind of like a gel. Mm. So mm. you can twist it, but you can't wash it straight away. Mm. You know, you can't. Yeah, you can't wash it straight away. Mm. But with the crochet, if I crochet your hair today, we can literally, after the session, wash your hair and it shouldn't change. Mm. So they're more like instant locks mm. compared to like... Um, gels what, or... Yeah, the gels and stuff. Yeah, you know? the twisting, that kind of thing. Yeah. And then I think even if you think about like having product in your hair, that can also be <coughs> something that like you're talking about, like the longevity of mm-hmm. things like... Mm having that sort of maybe not chemical but oil always just sitting in your hair that can kind of like weaken weaken your hair um so if if you're not washing your hair for three months when you've been twisting some people don't it's like what it's gross it's unsanitary yeah yeah (laughs) so i think yeah like it's natural there's no um oils gels that kind of stuff and it's yeah instant you can wash it straight away with the crochet so i think yeah it's definitely something that um Yeah, because, I mean, I found a benefit in it. Mm. I'm sure you've seen the benefit in it. Mm. So it's like, like it's shared, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I think, I guess, when I said I'm a little concerned, because I wanted to see whether do you ever think of new ways that you could do locks in the sense that it's not tedious and it's not dangerous earlier on you spoke about the use of crochet you can keep <laughs> stabbing yourself what, <laughs> what was the quote i said like i, I told you i could work under pressure <laughs> but uh-huh. i'm not willing to die for the business <laughs> oh. i'm like she's tired <laughs> right right so um is there is there a an easy way out what do you think Winston? I'm trying to think about this holistically. Um, is there an easy way out, Tony? Yeah. I think there's always an easy way out. But I mean, is it to say that crochet is like the best thing ever? And like uh, twisting is an easy way out or, mm. you know what I mean? Or interlocking or, I reckon, mm. you know what I mean? I, I think it's hard to say. I think each one will come with its pros and cons. Thank you. You know, okay. so I think it's it, it, we prefer the crochet, even though it is like tedious and long. We just the look of the lock at the end, um, and how how you know people grow grow into into the lock or the lock grows into the it just it we kind of like that that look. Yeah, because people you know? have come and asked us like, do you do gel? And yeah. we're like. Nah, man. Mm. I don't do gel. Mm. I would never do gel. 
Not that I would never do gel. It's like I don't prefer to do gel. Mm. It's like the crochet, man. Mm. Like once it sticks and it looks good, it's mm. it's smooth. Mm. As opposed to interlocking, it's like bumpy bumpy like yeah potholes you do have to think like gels then you got to get product in you've got to move with you know a little bit more um you know items to use he would just take a needle yeah it's it's kind of minimalistic isn't it yeah and simple and Mm. like to be honest tony like i'm i'm too lazy to think about too many other things (laughs) (laughs) i'm trying to i'm trying to get access to my uh, chat GPT, but I'm not. I don't know if anyone can, because <laughs> yes. I wanted to check whether Chat GPT does it have for us already ways you can do dreadlocks in the quickest, easiest way. <clears throat> because when I say I'm concerned, is in a sense that technology is growing right now, right? And also oh, with okay. the history of hair, yeah. you know, that's why there's weaves and whatnot. So, you know, some of the ladies do not have to spend a lot of time sometimes preparing themselves if they know they're going to be wearing a weave. Mm. And sometimes if you buy a weave you might spend a lot of money but you know that you're going to keep on reusing the weave and it might also save you money in that in, in that instance so in terms of your business aren't you worried with you know the change in technology that some people might find other alternative ways and then that might sort of have some <laughs> implications in your capital okay. in the long run uh, to, to be honest Tony like um, if you if someone wants to go and braid their hair I mean go for your life you want to cut your hair off, go for your life. Like, I'm, I, I think uh, to be worried or something like this, uh, no, nah, not really. You're not worried? Nah, not at all. Because, There'll be plenty you know, of other we, people in, around that like, can... How many you know, dreadlocks are there around this, the world? Yeah. Like people always lock their hair. Yeah. Like this this vibe has been around since like the beginning of time. Yeah, I know, but here we're talking about your ways of making money. Yeah, but you see, this is the thing, Tony, like we're so blessed, I think, mm. to be in a situation like this. Because it was like less than three years ago. No, less than four years ago. Mm. We wouldn't have even dreamed that mm. we could make money from doing this. Mm. So, I think it's just a, <clears throat> I think it's just a lifestyle for us, mm. you know. Mm. I don't think it's money is not the forefront. money is not the forefront of it. I think we just mm. like for something not new, but something unfamiliar to something to somewhere like Australia or Newcastle mm. to be having an exclusive like dreadlock studio mm. is. Is quite unique, I think. Um, so I think like the energy must have just been right. Boom, it happens, mm. and then it it kind of like quote unquote takes off, mm. you know. And like we've got miles to go still, but mm. it's really interesting from the people who come in, mm. and and the reasons why they get dreadlocks mm-hmm. is really interesting as well. Mm. It seems to be like such a vibe these days. So I mean, it's 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 interesting that it coincides with us starting this, and then it just being like a vibe right that's now. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I think that's that's curious. Mm. So I don't think I'd be concerned that you know there's threats to our business or something yeah. like that yeah. because it's it's more than that. It's much more than that. Before we thought it was a business, I'm mm. probably going on too far. But no. before we thought it's a business, until you start 
working and meeting, meeting the people. people listening to them hearing them sharing because these aren't short sessions these aren't like 30 minutes these aren't like one yeah, hour sometimes you sit with people short. for like 16 hours yeah. sometimes yeah One's like our longest session has been hours. 23 no, hours no 27 hours. 27 hours straight yeah yeah you're right and we work that straight straight, straight. no sleep no sleep no sleep <laughs> <laughs> and you don't get to stab their heads with a crochet <laughs> missing nah we stabbed no nah, we didn't stab no 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 nah, i think by that she's protecting we the business no no it's just you almost <laughs> said something it's like, no, no, no. <laughs> nah you made that no, money no, no, no. And uh, yeah. I mean, I, th- I think perhaps maybe your business still saves. ChatGPT is just an idiot in terms of this topic, to be honest with you. I asked you how to make dreadlocks in an easy and quick way. It just gave a lot of list of things. But the conclusion is that it says, yeah, keep in mind that creating dreadlocks can be uh, a time-consuming process. And Thank it may you. take several weeks or even months to achieve the desired look. Uh, it is also important to take good care of your hair and avoid using any products or techniques that can damage it. Mm. So pro, you're still safe. Mm. Patience. <laughs> no, Patience. we... We're stuck. Thanks, Chachi. AI has verified us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I think even that's the thing. If you are using gels or just twisting, like that, that's a longer process to get them to actually, like you're saying, lock, what did you it, not it wash is, for a month? It is, and at the same time, like, I mean... So, for example, Tony, when Leah first got her dreads, uh, there was a condition with me. I was like, okay, look, I'll put them in, but you have to maintain them mm-hmm. because I need you to go through the process mm. so you understand what it is. Mm. Just the same as me. Like, I do my own hair mm. like because I, I, I will understand the process mm. and know what it is. So, I think when we started, you know, Winston Dreadlocks or whatever, like we I was like we were kind of confident that like look we know what we do we've been doing this for a while you know what I mean and with the gels and with the what it sure put it in your hair that's up to you but we don't do it and mm. the locks are still I right. guess the works right. for itself mm. yeah and I was sort of interested to have a chat with you Leah, mm. not just about um, locks mm. and and you've got <coughs> locks now is that my phone Sorry about that, I need to tone down. Um, so what hair did you have before? Was it long, short, or this is straight hair, yeah? Um, I had kind of a wave, wavy hair, mm-hmm. so um, I'd say I was looking at different types of hair follicles, but it's it was like straight to wavy, that's mm-hmm. what I would sort of classify right, that right. as. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, when we've, I think my hair was about to here when... Before I locked it, That's like my shoulder length, yeah. shoulder length, shoulder length. Sorry, I realised we're not on the visual. Pointing to my shoulders. Um, and actually, what happened was, um, it, t- it took 16 hours to put my dreadlocks on my head. Mm. And in, we started, I think, 6 p.m. at night. And we thought, oh, we'll be quick, quick, quick. And I decided, long, like, eh, it was long, it was long. I decided to make my locks just a little bit thicker than what we sort of usually do. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were going and we thought this would be quick. So my hair was shoulder length and I actually have like um, extensions in. And Winston started one, he's like, oh man, this is going to be long, hey. He cut my hair. <laughs> he just cut my hair short. So um, they were probably, what, four centimetres? 
something like that. Five, six. As of, so all that hair was just gone. Yeah. Four, wow. five, six, seven, and then we just put ex- the nah, extensions in because it was, it was a long man. process. Yeah. Um, that would have been at least 30 hours plus to do my entire head because um, of the thickness of my hair and mm. the length. So, um, yeah. But it why the locks? really short. Why the locks in particular? Did he influence you to do that? Um, of course. <laughs> <laughs> no um, Yeah, no I think over time oh, I tell us Yeah, tell us. over time Winston had sort of Talked to me And encouraged me um, To think about Like You know Maybe trying to get Dreadlocks And seeing what it's about And we were here In the business And he just sort of Got me to think about What it is to have dreadlocks Why, why did you have to Encourage her to have dreadlocks? Okay um, why did I technology to think about? It. Yeah, uh, I think because, like, I was like, okay, look, you're working here, you know, you're in and around the vibes. Okay, like, what do you think about it? Mm. Like, would you do it? Mm. Like, it was kind of an exploration, thank like, you. just to try and explore something. Like, yeah. I've always done different things with my hair. Um, I've gone from like shaved head again, like figure it out. Yeah, you know? like explore, yeah. like go on a go on a you know exploration and um, see what it's all about. You never mm. felt a little worried about how people might confront you out there in terms of culture appropriation and so on and so forth. That's a good question. No. And 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 never. No. Not really. No, I right. didn't. No. Never had any comments also shocked family members or friends? No, I think... The, I and think they blame him. Yeah, it's that African no, dude. No. I actually haven't had it's a... It's always Winston. I've, I've had a really positive experience, to right. be honest. Yeah. And I think you, you brought up an interesting point about cultural appropriation. Um, I think if, if, if naturally um, you were to not brush your hair, anybody... It's going to naturally, like, naturally form dreadlocks mm-hmm. if you don't put a comb through it. So I think like that natural process is on everybody's head. Like, it can happen to an Asian person, um, Caucasian person, um, Middle Eastern person, African person. They're going mm-hmm. to actually naturally lock up. So I think um, it's been in all cultures mm. for all time. Mm-hmm. Dreadlocks. You see it in India. You see it in Vikings. True. But there, it had a certain significance with them, right? Mm. Uh, Pre-Columbia, some of the Oceanas, um, Africa, and, and the fact that the shamans would have walks. Mm. Yesterday, one of um, the panelists that I had spoke really great about the shamans and how they believed locks um, would sort of give them a certain strength in terms of the chakras and so on and so forth. Mm. Obviously, it has a certain historic meaning for many people, mm. um, and of which I would sort of, given the chance, I'd I'd be keen to hear what people who are very having that strong attachment would think or feel about somebody else doing locks, because perhaps the conversations that we're having it's with people who sort of made everything very simplistic, general, and so on and so forth. But the people who've got a strong connection with the history of it, um, 
how would they take it? How would they feel about it? And I'm not saying you should feel mm. bad about that, but mm. I'm just saying I, I'd be curious to hear more about that. And perhaps also stretch a little further about what appropriation means, right? Mm. Um, we normally think of appropriation being if a white person does something that was historically you know, done by non-whites, so to say, and then all of a sudden having a new definition of what beauty is, so to mm. say. With our conversation yesterday, it was really amazing and broad because we sort mm. of tackled issues around um, hair as symbolic of beauty mm. during colonial times, during uh, slave trades, how beauty wouldn't be associated with kinky hair but straight hair. And then recently you go watch movies and whatever, then you get to see that all of a sudden there's a new definition. If, you, if a white chick pops up on, on a movie with cornrows or stars that would normally be done, then that also being re a redefinition of what beauty is. But in terms of appropriation, I'm also thinking not just as you as a white lady doing locks, which comes from a different culture or whatever the case, or also not just a black sister using weaves, um, because beauty is in the standard of straight hair and whiteness or whatever the case. But how about appropriation in a sense of now that because you've got locks and you mm. come across another, you know, person of color who has locks and you feel that you resonate. Mm. But the resonation is in a sense that you just have locks, I've got locks, but the real meaning as to why do you have the locks? Do they have any specific meaning for you? that being an information that is missing in the entire conversation. Or appropriation in the sense of then, because you've got locks and you feel I can just touch someone else's locks without asking for their concern. So locks is feeling like I've got access and leeway to somebody else's body, so to say. Mm. And I'm asking that question because I used to have a big fro and mm. Uh, before I would sort of leave my hair, the mm. tips of my fro would sort of lock itself up. And there was a time where I just left it. I was like, oh, this is interesting because my hair just locks itself and mm. I don't do nothing. And people thought mm. I did something to it. Mm. And went out for um, dinner and I sat next to this white lady. It was a friend's celebration. It was the graduation or so. And the lady straight to hand because she had locks. And she was like, oh, this is amazing. And she touched me and I was like, I was a little freaked out. I was like, no. Mm. <laughs> like, come on, mm. right? So how about that being part of appropriation as opposed to just... I think that depends that on the character of the person. It yeah. Just, <laughs> <laughs> no, not everyone's out there, you know, it's touching other people's locks. Yeah, and the only people. time I've ever touched a person's locks is in here when I'm doing their hair. Doing hair yeah. You know, and um, there was... we had a That's just weird behavior. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it is. Right. Um, uh, we had a guy in here the other week, and I just Winston's like, "Oh, just help me jump on this guy's hair." And he started, and he just after a minute goes, "You know, you're the first woman to touch my hair." Oh yeah, true. And I said, "True, true." I'm so true. sorry. I, I like I can stop, and I won't take it personally. He's like, "No, no, no, no." I was just like making a statement, like, "Wow, this is the first time I've had a woman touch my hair." Usually, it's a, a male um, yeah, optician. Yeah, yeah. 
and I did then go oh look I can totally stop I don't need to keep going so it's like I think yeah it definitely depends on the, right. the person and I remember I had a chat with you before and asked yourself whether you haven't come across clients would say uh, I don't want a white person touching my hair especially mm. if they're non-white mm. how that really made you feel the very first time that mm. happened yeah tell this one <laughs> <laughs> well I, had, I didn't have locks on my head then True. So I think it was a, it was definitely different um, when I didn't have locks. So you know I'm just this girl doing hair and I didn't have locks and it just yeah probably didn't seem quite fitting. Anyway, I came in and was helping and in here or in there? It was in the other room. Oh. We were in the smaller room where we first yeah. um, I think the second room we started and um, yeah I came in and I think these guys had come from Sydney. There was a few people in there and oh. I came in. Winston was doing a lady's hair. And I came in and I said, oh, what do you need help with? And he said, oh, do you want to jump on this lady's hair? And I'll go there. And she said, mm, sorry, like, no, I want him to do my hair, not you. Um, and I was like, oh, okay, that's fine. I think at first I was a bit like, oh, not shocked, but like taken off guard because I wasn't expecting it. Because yeah. <laughs> no nah, one's said no one salty said. on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Never did a hair again. Did she salt? Did she come to I'm not doing it again? <laughs> No, anyway, I started and then I, mean, I, I was, the other lady had, uh, no, it was, um, the other, she was cool. Was, had no problem and then they were like watching and they're like, oh, shit, I didn't know if I can swear on him, but like, <laughs> she can actually lock. Um, yeah. And then everything sort of did change after that. They were like, oh, okay. And we still have uh, the guy that still comes. I don't think the yeah. girl's coming anymore, but if it's from Sydney. So yeah, I, th- I think once they saw the work, then they were like, oh, okay. <laughs> You know, so yeah, I think at first there was a bit like, oh, okay, right, right. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, but oh. I, but I'm, uh, you just live and learn from those ones, yeah, right. know, yeah. She never cried. She didn't cry about it. Nah, man. The way he's looking at it is like he's got a story to tell, but it's like I'm not gonna sell it out on the show. <laughs> nah, man, this is my person, yeah. <laughs> Um, no, nah, she, she didn't I, cry. I don't think you ever Not cried. over that. No, not over that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe with my back's hurting yeah. and I'm starving and I'm jeff myself at the end of the start. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's normal. Yeah. yeah. No, I don't, I don't think that. No, but you know, to, in, in like, um, it's, I don't really think, okay, look, I've had the same situation where someone is requested, mm-hmm. like, make an appointment, can I request Leah? And then I get oh. a complex <laughs> <laughs> when I'm not nice to. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe it's about the conversations that they Thank have. Thank you. I think so. Them. Because no. I think she did like I did. And that's, that's it's, it's more than dreadlocks. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, What's your take on, on, on white hair? I mean, it, it, white hair, white straight mm-hmm. hair, it could be white curly or whatever. Because I think many often we make big conversations about kinky hair or non-white hair as if mm. white hair is not important especially to the white community despite the other political conversations that might exist about you know um how the hair industry started to grow in introducing sort of white hair and you know um they're also having a sort of implication in terms of um, identity um mm crisis so to say for some people because of the chase of what a standard of beauty looks like but what what what's your take then on white hair and in the space of conversation about hair what would you say non-white people should 
remember about white hair at the same time while this they're in the thick of politics I, I feel like there's just a lot of what's the word power put into this that it probably doesn't need to be because very loaded isn't it's it? very loaded I think it's it's not it's not that deep um, and I, for the reasons that people do come and get dreadlocks I mean everyone has a different reason um, but I don't think Caucasian hair shouldn't be locked. I don't, I'm not too sure how to answer the question, to be honest. I think I don't think my question is mainly just about Caucasian hair getting locked, <clears throat> so no, to say. Okay. But I'm just talking about Caucasian hair in itself mm, as, mm. As, as a standard of beauty. Mm. Um, argued alone, not in tandem to politics of race or colonial politics and so on and so forth do you know okay do you remember like we were talking like the other night and we were like i think we were on the topic of standard of beauty ironically mm-hmm. and we were like what is that nonsense mm. like who decides who decides do you know what i mean like we're people man yeah beauty is in know. the eye of the beholder yeah you know yeah i mean so, obviously that's you guys are more of the contemporary generation mm. where you felt like there's a lot of nonsense that was attributed to beauty back mm. then i mean also for me i feel beauty is um sort of not argued far away to sexualization beauty mm. is basically in tandem very often with sexualization because mm. in the past people were way dark skinned Melanin, myself, and and Winston, mm. we wouldn't be a great mm. standard of beauty. Mm. But with change of narratives and the involvement of sexualization, and then they'll be like, "Oh, the dark chocolate ones are the mm. ones that are good in bed, mm. Mm. right?" <laughs> <laughs> then all of a sudden, the fetish starts to make Winston uh, and I to look <laughs> beautiful, but we were not really a, a, a depiction of beauty in the past, right? So it's changed. It's changed, so yeah. to say. So you you're more aware oh, yeah, of you that. See, you see, these these women getting BBLs and. <laughs> In uh, lip, what do they call it? Lip um, fillers and things. Because I, yeah, I think whoever's come up with this idea of beauty is is changing, um, and it's confusing. But probably that is to please their partners. The whole idea of fetishes, wanting thick mamas. Look, Ooh, I, God. I, I, <laughs> I think whatever your vibe is, that's right. <laughs> Winston is bailing out in this conversation. Oh, I, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, I'm not too sure about why people do the things they do after the time. I don't even know if they realize, realize it either. But um, no, it but could I also be for other women if, if yeah. women are getting these things done to themselves. Um, whether it's um, hair perming, straightening, dyeing, um, then the BBLs, the nips and tucks, the Botox. I mean, a lot of so time it could also be for not their partners, but for other women mm-hmm. and having that like competition and um, comparison between them and other women. So I think there's just probably many reasons for, for this. And well, books, I, I mean, what Tony was saying before about like standards of beauty and fetishizing and stuff like that and it being low. Haven't we since like the 90s, whatever the standard of beauty was, had to be associated with some type of like, you know, 
sexual Sex- energy mm. or something, right? Mm. And it does it tends to change because it changes, right? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Like things change. It does, and now we're in a different space where people are changing genders. I don't want to go there, but that's changed. <laughs> like yeah. we're in a different space where it's for like real, it's really real, hard man. to. Um, right. Um, like I said it's confusing. Right. It's confusing. Right. And and I don't remember at a point having a conversation with you. I was like, yo, get get locks because they're sexy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I, we, I, we've, I, that hasn't come up with anybody that's put them on their head, the reason for getting right, locks. Right. No, and totally we ask what, people. We ask we people, do. Ask what are the people, fascinating like, stories that you hear for people doing locks and what are the myths the that are associated story. with it? Yeah. Like, ooh, myths. Well, maybe start with myths. Right. right. Start with myths. Like, don't Paper wash your hair. Uh, one for one. Oh, one for one. Okay. Okay. Like you can't wash your hair um, if you have locks. Total right. myth. You okay. can wash it straight away if if you've had a crochet needle. But yeah, I think that one's that one's a big one. Yeah, but if I mean if you use gels and stuff, you can't wash it straight away. Yeah. No. Um. What's what's the other myth that we're all like uh, criminals? <laughs> Bad men. <laughs> Is that a yeah. big is that a big thing in Australia to say someone with locks is a criminal? I know that in the context of Africa. Probably you have locks you'd be associated with drugs. Criminality, drugs, yeah. weed smokers. Yeah. You know. Here too. No. A lot Even of people here? say once they've had locks put on their head, the amount of time they get asked for join or yeah. oh, <laughs> anything. <laughs> Even not just that, like other things like yeah. Wow. Um But don't you have you noticed that like with people get locks here they you know one of the first things I just thought they were cool yeah like, is, cool. is is a cool thing to do yep that's that or uh, low maintenance and low maintenance convenience. That's but I mean more one. with people who aren't African African yes it's more They're like cool. a cool thing yeah I've always wanted them I thought they looked cool, cool. Like, yeah another hmm. beautiful one was that um, this guy he'd just been around so many amazing yes, wonderful nice. positive people with dreadlocks and he wanted to be in that same energy right so he because of the people he met he was like mm. man i want that mm. so he came in and he's had rocked them for like a year and a half now yeah mm. and then there's other ones who are like it probably has a more spiritual purpose mm. which is cool too yeah it had a spiritual purpose what is a spiritual purpose <coughs> what was that what was the one that this guy was saying the other week books um, he's, uh, look, I can't directly quote him, but it was something like hair. Uh, like he he viewed his hair as as a receptor to energy. Like it's very much alive. Like, and I think what he was saying is like sometimes when you go into places where you know there's dark energy or just like off energy, your hair stands up. So your hair actually communicates to the rest of your body. Mm. And he was like, um, whenever he feels like um, worried or mm. something like that, he touches his hair yeah. to kind of like, I don't know where that man was going with that, but it was more like. Where you going with that? Yeah, I mean, that but kind of reasoning is exactly why people would feel like people with locks are just weird. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? But like, he probably made more sense than I did. But like, I got the yeah. gist of it. It's yeah. like, yes, it, it is a very living breathing because mm-hmm. hair does hold memory, DNA. Like, mm-hmm. it's. Mm-hmm. So, however you take that is, yeah. 
is what he said. So he's like, whenever I feel my hand, I touch my hair. Mm. I know, and it feels like a protective energy. Because if his hair stands up, mm. and it's like Actually, it's a warning, it, he, and yeah, he called so. it his friend. Thank you. He did he call it his it friend. His friend, like my locks are my friend. Yeah, like they're there to protect me. But this whole thing of energy, DNA, hair being alive or whatnot, doesn't it? Shouldn't it be that case only when you're not using any foreign products on your hair? Could either even be gels or whatever. But more when your hair is natural without having any sort of chemicals used in it. Perhaps it might have a certain significance then. So you know what? So even in a case, what what do you say? What do you call the extensions that you use? Sometimes they have synthetic, synthetic. hair. But most of the time, we it's encourage human hair. human hair. So the whole idea of human hair, I think we had a conversation about this, and it probably sounded like your client was explaining what hair being whatever. When I spoke about transference of spirits, mm. you should have seen your eyes the way you looked at me. Like, where is this one going with this whole transference of spirits? Nah, same prayer. So using, <laughs> <laughs> so using another human's hair on your hair in itself, like that, what kind of energy would that be? Well, it's like getting a transplant if you needed an organ. It's like I don't think it's going to work for you, you know for you if it's going to work for you. You reckon? I don't know. I, had, I can't say I'm a spiritual expert or. Hmm. I, I don't know, man. That's a good Are question. Are we sage? We've got a lot of sage in the studio, though. Like that's true. Too. <laughs> I really wonder if if I am to have because I mean even traditionally you'd know. Um, let me, let me not jump into conclusions and say you don't know, but traditionally in some cultures, right, people used to complain, for instance, if maybe I've got a liver that is failing and then I use somebody else's liver on my body. Mm. When people believe that when you die, you're going to reunite with your ancestors, so be like, that's not allowed in our culture. Mm. You've got somebody mm. else's part of the body in your body. Mm. How would that reconcile with our ancestors, so to say? Probably easier to shave your head. <laughs> it's okay. But we had we have had people in here that like say husbands and wives, and we've put um, locks on it. They're yeah, like true, locks. True, I can't true. Um, speak. Um, where the husband is giving the locks to the to wife. The wife. That might probably be a different thing because I mean, religiously, whether it be Christianity or whatever faith, there's mm. a belief that a man and a woman becomes one, mm. right? Mm. So perhaps that might not have any other sort of implications, I would think. Mm. But as compared to me using hair of somebody else who's a stranger. Mm. But what that, I mean, that's what a lot of people do with weave, wig, braids. Thank like you. It's, it's not just in dreadlocks. They might do it, but I guess with my question is, isn't there a need for people to sort of search more deeper? Or should, or you'd think that to put more emphasis on spirituality might actually be the main reason that torments you psychologically as opposed to if you just go on with your life because i think people who really place a lot of um caution and knowledge in this they'll tell you about how their lives sort of changed i had a friend in south africa who used her of her sort of a younger aunt the aunt had locks and then she used the locks mm. but then when i had a conversation with her she believes a lot in things about spirituality mm. and she started explaining about how ever since she started using the locks she saw a bit of a change in her life mm. um so the aunt used to have sort of 
issues and challenges with finances and so on and so forth. But she started to sort of experience the same thing. Mm. And she questioned the extensions which was used on her. And then she had to sort of, after her hair grew, she had to see where's the connection and she chopped off the hair mm. of the aunt because yeah. she felt like the hair was sort of being a stumbling block. So perhaps the question would be really... Um, isn't there maybe a need for you guys to sort of uh, stretch deeper and doing more research about hair? Or really that's not what you're fascinated in? You just no, love sure. the art of it? I think there's always room to grow. <coughs> there's definitely always room for yeah. research and to understand yeah. a little bit deeper into things for sure. Look, I, I, do you know what? Dreadlocks, are so, it's such a weird industry because um, they're not, I don't know if there's like a a uni course for dreadlocks. Yeah, there's no four-year apprenticeship. There's no four-year apprenticeship. <laughs> really out there. You know, there are people who try and put stuff out there, but I'm just like, okay, cool. Like, probably a deeper understanding of hair or a deeper understanding of anything is good, isn't it? Mm. Um, but it's like Tony, it's the like same thing. Like, you go uni, right? Um, and you study, I don't know, uh, what do people who become priests study? Theology. Theology. Does that mean that you come out as a spiritual expert? You know what I mean? Like, it's the same thing with hair. It's like how can, how can we how can we impose that spiritual aspect on people? Like, hmm. do you see what I'm saying? I get what you're saying. I yeah. definitely get what you're saying. It's a, yeah. it's a odd, odd place. We to can understand, mm. but it's difficult to impose it. Mm. You know? Yeah, because Pe people come in here for whatever reason. Whatever they come in here and we don't judge right. anyone for whatever reason they come in for. You know what I mean? You know, like, it's, it's your life. It's yeah. your hair. And we're just here to help facilitate that experience for you, you know. Nice. Man. Without yeah. judgment, yeah. Mm. Let's talk about the finances. I think this is where we'll be our last... Um, take yep. <laughs> so you said uh, <laughs> the longest you went for was 27 hours yeah. mm. 27 hours mm. so how, how do you charge in terms of the locks that you do and the difference is whether one uses human extension or you know synthetic mm. Mm. Oh. <laughs> hey I guess it's our sales pitch um, <laughs> I'll let you go for it. No, look, so we charged by the hour. Do I remember the first time we were trying this mm. stuff? Honestly, we charged the man $15, 15 an hour. An hour. Yep. And we sat with that man for how long? Uh, it was a long time. Yeah, it was like I eight, nine it. hours. It was, yeah, I was going to say. Close. So I was like, this is the same as working at McDonald's. Like, <laughs> this is a, this is, that was like apprenticeship better off flipping burgers boots. <laughs> we had no superannuation <laughs> nah, it, it was a chance so then I mean we progressed to a point where we, okay we got a bit, little bit more proficient and I think we started charging $30 an hour but and I think we got quicker and more mm. proficient after that and then it went to 45 an hour mm. And then now we're at a point where we're charging $70, $70 an hour. After hours is... 85 85 And wow. weekends is? Like at 85, 85 but public holidays. Public holidays like 95 is 95 an hour. Now the going rate for this stuff in the industry is like $80, $90 an hour. Up to? 
up to I think the one we researched in the Gold Coast was one fifty an hour. Mm. Yeah. And not to say that this is a hack or anything, but it's 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 not easy work, is it books? No. It's and not. I think the reason why we have a lot of people come in for the crochet is because there are not many people who can do it because it's hard. Mm. It's the hardest way to mm. get locks. Mm. It takes so much. You can sit at a, at a desk, mm. you know. <laughs> Maybe you got a bit of Netflix on, a bit of music, <laughs> no problem, you know. You can duck out for whatever, but this is like consistent work. Like mm. you are constantly moving. Mm. Like and it's not easy on the skills. body, is it? I didn't realize how much just that small motion would affect my entire upper mm. back, mm. pectoral area, anima, like just the small repetitive motion that you are constantly doing for hours and hours. It, it affects. It, it does affect you. And you're dealing physically. with needles. And you're also trying which to. Which is super dangerous. And we've had needles stuck. Oh, remember that one. Like, there's been some serious injuries. Mm. Um, I remember I had a needle stuck in my, in my um, what do you call the that? Cuticle. The cuticle, cuticle yeah. Needle stuck in my cuticle. And how long did it take us? To it took us five hours. It took me five to hours get to get out. that thing out. Mm. Like, mm. I don't mm. think, um, I've got a lot of respect for people who do this at a high level because yeah. it's not easy, is it? No. Mm. So. And then when you're also doing that, you're also conversating for the whole time as well, generally, most people. Um, so then that's also having to have another skill set to be able yeah. to keep the conversation um, actually authentic and genuine and, and uh, you know. I don't even think talking is the most important skill there. No, it's not. No, it's not. But I'm just saying, it's adding that on top, it's, you it's, go and go it's to, probably it's, listening, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Are they yeah. telling yeah. problems, relationship problems? Every, Every problem. problem. I mean, you get to know people <laughs> over a stretch of time. Mm. And I don't mm. know, it's just something when you touch someone's head, it's like, it releases a lot of stuff. And We've I think we're quite privileged to have that position as well. Very much. To be able to hear people. Share their stories. And have a space, mm. you know? Mm. So, yeah. So roughly, how time. much can one pay? Damn, Tony. Overall. Damn, Tony. <laughs> Depends. It's so much I heard people are paying probably totally about $500 to play their hair, do cornrows or whatever. Mm. So in, if you were to quote the highest and the lowest, roughly how much would you say I will have to pay? Tony, we judge by the hour, man. Yeah, I know. But why, is so. it, why can't you give me the final? So I think, it, well, it depends on how long the hair is. Mm-hmm. Mm. Full head, half hair. Mm. Um, the length of the hair is the thing. Like yeah. To do your Thickness hair, Tony, it wouldn't take that long because it's quite short. But if you've got a fair bit of length, um, then also the texture of the hair mm. that plays a part in it. So it's re- sometimes it's really hard to give a quote to people. That's the thing that um, I'm, I think we're getting better. Show me what your hair looks better. like. Show me yeah. a picture of what your hair yeah, wants to look like. And we'll yeah, boom. Yeah. yeah. So like somebody's hair that's, you know, shorter length to someone's that's, you know, a couple <coughs> of centimeters long is completely different. So we can't put a specific price on that's how much it's going to cost. Who's the highest that you've charged? How much was the highest? Tony, what are we doing here, man? What are we doing here? I need the figure. <laughs> what? Did, okay, did, did anybody had to pay over two grand? Yeah, I think we've... Do you know what? 
Remember those really micro locks we did one time, which mm. took us like two days, mm. man. Yeah, the micro locks. Were that was a up long there. Session, yeah. That was up there. Mm. Yeah. More than two grand. The person came back again. <laughs> she's been back. Box. She's you didn't have back. to for a while though. That's the, pr- that's the beauty of crochet. You can leave it for a good. Yeah, man, you're good for months. three months. You don't need to come but back. But did she come time. back again? Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. yeah. Tony, this is the thing. Do you know what we were talking the other day? We're like, do you know what one of my pet peeves is about this industry? Is when people come in and start negotiating. I'm like, listen. Where's my discount? Where's my discount? <laughs> See, here's my question. When you go to Woolies... I traveled a long way. Where's my discount? <laughs> if you go to Woolies mm. and you're at the checkout counter, do you go, where's my discount? No. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, I, yeah, I think I we downplay you. what we do so much, mm. you know? Um, it's hard work. Mm. Uh, it's not easy mm. at all. Mm. So, yeah. How can people get in touch with you guys? Um your business to come and make yeah cool Beautiful. I mean there's a mobile number 0406 finish it 23 oh god I have to look at <laughs> <laughs> ooh see these apprentices 0406 238 235 yeah or you, you can google Instagram Facebook it's all Winston Dreadlocks yeah we've got a website as well um, yeah, I'm sure they can Text, find their call, web page. Yeah, DM, yeah if, if it's if you just type in search Winston Dreadlocks, you, mm-hmm. it will pop up and you see the lion. <laughs> <laughs> That's about yeah. it. Yeah, it's been yeah. great having a chat with you. Thank you so much Thank for having you, us, Tony. We yeah. appreciate you, man. We love what you're doing. We were actually yeah. talking the other day. We we're like visions and tones is like something like like we were a bit nervous coming on because we're like, ooh, never been on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna, yeah, not gonna lie. But I, I was saying to Leah, I was like, like Tony's doing um, real things. Mm. Like mm. this platform is unbelievable, mm. not only for people like us, but like just for the diaspora mm. and putting a lot of people onto, you know, this type of content. Not just dreadlocks, but you know, yes. African content and people yeah. around. Mm. And he's connecting a lot of people as well. So Definitely. I was like, yeah, man, Definitely. Tony, like we appreciate. Yeah. Thank what you're you. doing Thank and you. it's an honor for us to be here man no, we really respect yeah, it respect it. Kind of it. I really appreciate yeah. it I yeah, respect man. what you do I'm just careful about your costs <laughs> <laughs> but I respect what you do people are happy I see every time you're posting and that's really important it's right? a good time no Tony it's, it's not for everybody is it no. not everything's for everybody right yeah. yeah what can I say that's about it. Um, that was Leah and Winston, and they lead or they own Winston Dreadlocks, which you can find in Newcastle. They already shared their contacts. Just be in touch with them so you can look good. Appreciate As it, I always Perfect. say, go ye and be best human beings and be best versions of yourselves. And we'll catch you next time. Yeah, my Cheers. blessings. Peace.